I'm gonna I'm gonna be focusing with you, John, on this one, but I'll I'll just try to give an introduction to my question. Um, there's a side of webcasting or a, let's say video in general in water skiing that is getting it out there, right? Like, and me and Vincent spoke about it the, the, the previous episode in terms of like, we need content out there, but also we need good content. And I think you've been in, in, in and around water skiing enough to get a sense of how video content has been distributed or edited or, or, or conceived, right? Um, what do you see some of the things we have going for us in terms of video and what are, what are instead some of the pitfalls and things that the video in water skiing could improve? Hmm. Well, I don't know if this is the exact answer you're looking for, but the first thing that comes to mind is that, well, first of all, the amount of creativity is, is amazing. I mean, some of the videos you see, some of the shots people get really blow me away. Some of the stuff I've seen, Marcus Brown, there's some, there's some beautiful shots out there. But I would say a pitfall is that they kind of have to be incredibly creative and incredibly beautiful because it's a very intense sport in person. But to just watch it from a camera, it looks very slow and not terribly interesting, I have to admit. Like in person, it's crazy. I mean, it's super stressful. It's very unforgiving. Now, looking at it from the, the tower cam or from a typical drone shot, it's very hard to capture the speed and the intensity. It's not like some other sports where, I mean, an extreme example might be wingsuit flying or something like that, where, you know, you watch and you're like, this is absolutely nuts. And it's so entertaining just from how sheer extreme it is that you don't kind of have to rely on such good cinematography and such creative shots. Yeah, you just chug a GoPro on someone's head and it's already a great shot. Exactly, exactly. But with water skiing, I mean, that's really, that, that's really been what's more tough than anything is trying to find shots that really capture the intensity. And you always end up in the water. Like you always end up the camera by the water. I mean, between Vince and me, we, we've lost a few cameras just from trying to get shots. I mean, at least a few cameras, some nice cameras too. And just because, I mean, first of all, obviously it's a, it's a water sport, so you're always by water, and cameras are obviously not big fans of water. But, I mean, you've got to be so close to try to capture the intensity. And it makes it incredibly difficult because, I, I mean, just kind of exactly what I already said, just water and cameras do not go together. So you have to find ways to either use a GoPro, which personally, I think the GoPro is, I think GoPros look good, but I think they're so common that you don't get the wow factor. I think as soon as you can tell it's a GoPro shot, you kind of lose the wow factor just because you know someone just put a GoPro on a stick. So you kind of inherently know it's not as impressive, mm -hmm. which right there makes it difficult because you need to find a way to put you know, a $10,000 rig in the water and you need to get some kind of water housing, but then the camera might weigh 10 pounds. And then, you know, that, that one shot we got for a story of a champion where the water, where the camera actually goes through the spray behind the skier. I mean, I don't know if you saw the behind the scenes stuff for that, but yeah, we had like a, a 10 pound, roughly $10,000 rig, 20 feet hanging off the boat, going through the spray of the skier. I mean, it, it, oh, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. It was a very, very stressful day, to be honest. We were, we didn't really talk much until it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Just 
Vincent, I'm assuming, grabbing the steering as hard as he could, making sure that it was at the perfect distance, you know. Uh, but I find what you said interesting, um, and I wasn't looking for any kind of answer, honestly. I just wanted your opinion as, um, shall I say, a newcomer to the sport with expertise in video, right? Um, and I find it interesting that you said that you see a lot of creativity out there, um, which I, now thinking back, I do also. But what, uh, any cool ideas that water skiing generated for you in terms of like different shots, different angles, or maybe some of the ideas that you've had that you kind of want to try. I mean, you can share whatever you want. I know that we tend to be a little secretive about these things, but anything that if I could only do that, uh, have you had any of those thoughts recently? Maybe there's a, a few things I wish we could do that we haven't really found out the way. And I, I brought up these FPV style drones earlier. And I, I think maybe that's the answer because I really want to put cameras in really weird places and those types of drones will do it. But in terms of, I mean, I, I guess maybe some of the tricks I found has been trying to find some kind of foreground. Like I typically get, and again, back to the water, I typically get insanely close to the water for almost every shot. Like what I do actually for the for the San Gervasio promo is I had my hand under the camera and held it to where my hand was barely touching the water in the lake so that I could feel if the water came up another half inch, it would be on the camera. And the, the kinds of cameras we use are actually open on the bottom so they can have like uh, air move through them. So if the water touches the bottom of the camera, I mean, it's done. So I mean, that's pretty much how, how close we get on a normal day, you know, on, on just a, a day at, at San Gervasio. But, I mean, that, that's something I found that you almost have to do is try to find some way to get something in the foreground, whether it's the water that's right an inch from the lens or either you're literally in the lake so close to the skier with a wide angle and the inside the buoy shot or something like that. And, and that's something I found that you kind of have to do, but... Let me think. Let me think how to phrase this. I think, I don't know, may, maybe one sh one kind of shot I'd really want to see is like, I mean, this might be a bit extreme, but, you know, flying a, a drone under the rope of a skier. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like, like just crazy stuff because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like something like that's the next step. Like it's almost as cinematic as it could be. You know, we shoot at golden hour, we decent enough cameras, we, we set it up in a more cinematic way, but it's like, what are the the absolute limits of where we can put a camera. Can we put it under the rope? Well, like, I mean, you're going to you're gonna need some skier that has a high level of control <laughs> of the handle, like no slack line at all. Like they, they better be connected to the board at all times before slack just links shots your drone like miles away. Lose some drones, no question. We're, we're already planning for how many drones that are going to be lost and searching for the next interesting shot. Like, it's just, I've already been researching how much a drone can be salvaged. Like, and, and apparently a lot of the motors are brushless, so the motors actually can survive being underwater. So, so that's good news. Yeah, that's the level of thinking these guys are putting in to, to promote the sport. Oh my God, this is, this is unbelievable. <laughs>